Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wingman coming up uh, within the next uh, 15 or so. Uh, it's What the Hook Wednesday. I read a lyric, sometimes in a, with a country accent. Do you want to hear a country yes, accent? Yes, let's do a country uh, accent. You, okay. It won't sound quite as good as your voice last week. Uh, that's it really right. mixed well with the country I, accent. I, my, my voice last week was roached. It is still lingering a little bit, uh, the cold from last tell. week. You can't tell? Uh-uh. Uh, a lot, I'm medicated pretty heavily, so uh, that's a big part <laughs> of it. Uh, bringing in uh, Chris Bastet of the Lincoln Journal Star, our weekly conversation. Hi, Chris. How are you? I don't feel like you had to tell people you're medi- heavily medicated. I feel um, like people just kind of assume that. Well, yeah, that's, just, that's probably <laughs> is an assumption. I think it's actually in the warning. When you listen to uh, this radio <laughs> program, uh, we warn our listeners about that. Uh, Chris Bassett is our guest. What did you learn after watching Nebraska basketball that you didn't know before last night? They well, won- I don't know if I learned a lot. I learned they got a long way to go. Um shooting the three-pointer you know and i've got a story uh coming out in today's paper just kind of looking at the at the numbers through six games and you go well i've only played six games there's a long way to go and they can get better and that's true but they've also played 20 percent of their season already which is kind of crazy to think about so you know for for everything we were told about this team you know being much improved from a shooting standpoint and being able to have a lot of shooters on the floor at the same time number seven bore that out and, and if you look at over the past 25 years of data you know, this that right now this is the worst three point shooting team Nebraska's had in the last twenty five years. If you're looking at season ending numbers compared to where Nebraska is right now, so ways to go on that front. You know, I love what they're doing, getting the ball inside and scoring inside. That's the funny thing; they're trending toward being an elite shooting team uh, in the paint inside the three point line. But they've got to get something figured out beyond the arc. Yeah, I, I, this is kind of just a weird question, but why is Keon Edwards starting and C.J. Wilcher playing starting minutes? I think they like. C.J. Wilcher's energy off the bench. I think they 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 recognize that he's their most consistent outside threat right now, and, and you combine that with Keon Edwards, you know, having pretty good length, having pretty good athleticism. He isn't the threat offensively, of course, that C.J. Wilcher is, but I think having Keon Edwards out there to start allows you, in theory, to have a better defensive team on the floor, have a longer defensive team on the floor. You know, allow your offense to settle in a little bit, and then you can bring C.J. Wilcher off the bench and kind of let him, you know, light it up from outside. And, and he's done that. He's shooting 42% from three on the most with the most attempts on the team so far. So I think, you know, and maybe I'm totally off base with that, but that kind of seems like the plan to me. Let let uh, Keon Edwards go out there and kind of set the tone with his defense, and then let C.J. Wilcher kind of light the light the spark with his offense. Talking with Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star following Nebraska's 79-73 victory over Tennessee State last night to improve to four and two they are you know playing they just played uh five uh three games in five days so that's a lot of basketball in a very short period of time uh but they did you know he's received a lot of criticism and i thought he played pretty well alonzo verge last night 18 points 10 assists uh made seven of 11 from the field five rebounds you can tell he's really trying to make an effort to be a point guard right 
Yeah, he's getting a lot more comfortable. There's no doubt about that. And and he's kind of talked about that too. And Fred Hoiberg has kind of talked about that too. You know, that he's going to be able to get a shot whenever he wants it, but it's recognizing when to shoot. It's recognizing when to find the open teammate. And with his ability to get by guys and get into the paint, he's going to have an opportunity to put up a lot of assists uh, every single night because he's going to be collapsing defenses around him. And that's where you need your, your outside shooters to shoot better. You know, he had 10 assists. And if Nebraska shoots the ball at even a reasonable clip last night, he might have 15, you know, and that game's a blowout. So it's that's just where it is right now. It took him some time, I think, to settle in. We'll see what it looks like as the competition starts to ratchet up here a little bit, first with South Dakota, and then when you get into the NC States and the Auburns of the world and into the Big Ten, and into Big Ten play. So we'll see if that can continue. But, yeah, I think it's it's very clear you've seen growth from, from Alonzo Verge, and, and he's been the first to tell you he's, he needed to make that growth, and he started to take that step. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, the, a lot of that focus is on Alonzo Virgin. He's done much better and, and probably willed him to the victory last night. Uh, but I, I don't think that Bryce McGowan's gets enough credit as well. The first three games he had one assist, and now in the last three games he's had 11. Do you see him, like, growing and developing in, like you kind of maybe thought you would right in front of your eyes? Yeah, just a guy that, look, he, the, the talent is undeniable, and I think we all see that, right? He's He's just so, so skilled, and some of the things he does – not a lot of guys can do, but there's an adjustment. And it doesn't matter if you're Bryce McGowan's or if you're Kise Tomanaga or, or if you're Wilhelm Breidenbach. There's an adjustment going to the college level, no matter who you are, except for the very, very, very rare cases when you have a generational talent. But I think he was a little tentative at first. I think he wasn't sure of himself at first. And you've just seen that, that confidence grow. And that's allowed his game to expand, you know. And when you when you're – starting out and you're trying to make it work and you want to make a good impression you want to try and do it yourself right you want to go one-on-one you want to make a great play you want to make the big shot I think there was a little bit of that in Bryce's game and he's really started to really it's it's the old cliche he's let the game he's let the game come to him a lot more you you don't see him force it near as much you see him create for his teammates and he has that ability you know he doesn't need to score 25 a night like he did those first couple nights for Nebraska to be successful if he does that great and he's going to have nights where he does do that against really good teams but I think he's starting to realize with his gifts, with his physical gifts uh, for the game, he can be a very, very good all-around player. And you start to see that come out more and more the past few games. He's Chris Bassett, our guest. Uh, you mentioned the three-point shooting percentage among the worst in Nebraska basketball history, maybe the worst uh, so far on a team where you know there are some good shooters, so maybe you're not worried about that. Defending the three has been a problem. Rebounding has been a problem. If you were to rank them, where would you start? <laughs> It's a good question. You know, I, I think you got to start with defending the three, right? And that's the only reason Tennessee State stayed in the game last night. And you look at Nebraska's opponents, I think three of them have hit double-digit threes and, and two more have hit nine. I think the other one hit seven or something like that. That's Nebraska's daring. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Teams to beat them over the top, and teams are doing it. And, you know, they haven't seen great shooting teams yet. You know, you even look at... Creighton's numbers, um, 10 threes against Nebraska. And I don't know if they've been more than four or five in a, in a game otherwise, you know, and same with Tennessee State season high, same with Southern season high. 
you've got to find a way to make those shots tougher. I think the rebounding thing is what it is. Nebraska's not going to be a great rebounding team. Can they be better? Absolutely. But they're never going to be great. They're probably going to lose the battle on the boards most nights. So you just you do the best you can there. But you can defend the three better. You can get out and challenge shots better and, and run guys off the line better. So that's where it starts for me. You've got to start forcing misses from three and, and then figure out the rest from there. And one more guy that I think we'd be remiss not to ask you about is Derek Walker. Three straight nights now with three straight career highs. It, it's not, you know, up there in the 30s or anything, but 14, 15, and 16. And clearly, um, you know, at the beginning of the games especially, it's easy to notice that they're trying to get him involved. Uh, why do you think that that was not something that was necessarily seemed to be in the game plan earlier in the year? Yeah, I, I think I think part of that goes back to Verge's growth as a point guard and Bryce McGowan's growth uh, as a as a college player. You know, it's not like Derek Walker wasn't getting to those same spots earlier in the year. But I think what you're seeing now is is Nebraska's guards being in a better position to trust him to finish the ball to find him when he gets into the seams on those pick and rolls. And you know, guys, 19 for 20 in his last three games. He knows how to finish. Uh, the basketball, and again, it, that's not going to be as easy against the the Illinois and the Michigans of the world when you're going up against Kofi Coburn and Hunter Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson, and guys like that. But for right now, he's exactly what Nebraska needs. He 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 dives hard to the basket, he draws defenders, and he leaves shooters open on the perimeter. And that's where, if you start knocking down outside shots, things get get even easier. I think for Derek Walker because. He's he's clearly found uh, a role he's very comfortable with, and he's, he's got guards that trust him to, to do the job when they get him the ball. Moving on to Nebraska basketball, uh, we or Nebraska football. We just talked about Nebraska basketball. Of course, they're playing Iowa uh, this Friday. It swung, of course, from Nebraska being favored as many as four points to Iowa. Now, I think one and a half is the latest because Adrian Martinez, of course, will not be playing in that game. Uh, what kind of game do you expect it to be uh, without Adrian? It's a great question. You know, I look Iowa. Iowa plays close games. That's what they do, and it may not matter who's a quarterback for Nebraska, unless Logan Smothers just comes out and, and it's a disaster and he throws four interceptions in the first half or whatever. But I think Logan has shown his his ability to run. I'm not totally sold on his passing ability yet, but I don't think you're going to see Nebraska probably try to air it out like they did last week uh, against Wisconsin. They're going to try and find other ways to do it. I think you maybe see a little bit more of the option game uh, with Logan Smothers and get that defense moving horizontally and try and find the seams that way. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a real feeling out period, especially that first quarter, the first couple of drives when, when Logan goes out there, just to kind of see – what Nebraska can do against that defense. We know that defense is very, very good, and they thrive on creating turnovers, especially interceptions. They have 21 interceptions this year, which is just an absurd number, uh, no matter who you are. So you're not just going to send Logan Smothers out there and tell him, you know what, bud, you're throwing it 35 times against this defense. That's not going to work. You've, you've got to get him comfortable, I think, in the run game and be able to throw off the run game with play action to get him comfortable. And I think that's probably what you'll see Saturday. How important is this game for kind of off-season momentum? You know, it's obviously ending the year. You would at least finally get over that hump. You have 17 straight losses to top 25 teams. Of course, we all know the six losses to Iowa. And in the fact that you're undermanned, I mean, would this? I mean, this would be by far Scott Frost's biggest win. What would it do? Do you think for off-season momentum? Oh, it's it's big, and you could say the same about last week's game too. You know, because it, it it does everything that you just talked about. It it gets Nebraska over the hump against a good team. If Nebraska wins, it's probably going to be a close game. You can kind of get that monkey off your back, and what it shows is it, it's it's proof that when the coach says we're close, 
this is what he means. And, and it, it's proof that what he's saying isn't blowing smoke. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing you take from it. A win just, it does a world of good for you on a lot of fronts, physically, emotionally, mentally, going into the off season. But, but yeah, I, I think more than anything, it just, it shows those players that, that what they're doing is putting them on the right path and does have them going in the right direction. That's maybe the most important thing. Top three Thanksgiving foods. How do you rank them? Oh boy. Well, pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I used to like when I was a kid. I get a piece of pumpkin pie and put the whipped cream on it, then scrape off the whipped cream uh, and eat that first, and then eat the pumpkin pie. Sometimes I would just so, put the entire pie, the piece of pie, right yeah. in the container of whipped cream. Yeah, I've yeah, no, that. I'm with you totally yeah. on that. So I got that one up there. Yeah. Um, my family makes uh, cinnamon Jello that that I love. I'm actually really? going to make that today. Wow. Uh, it's got red hot cinnamon, some applesauce. So okay. love that. And then I better put a non dessert food in there. How about? Um, Whew. This is boring, but I'm a, I'm a big uh, I'm a big mashed potato. I'm a big potato guy, mashed or sweet potato. Right. So I'll go sweet potatoes with those other two. Uh, I, I, mashed potatoes is number one for me, so you're not going to you get go. any Love argument it. for me. Uh, excellent list, but you go right to the dessert tray, and then you come back uh, to the mashed potatoes. Interesting. Interesting strategy uh, from Chris Baskett of the Lincoln Journal-Star. Uh, I, I'm interested about that cinnamon jello, too. I, I'd like to... Like to see a picture of that? Maybe you could tweet it. I'll out. Uh, I'll bring some by the station sometime. That, that's right. Uh, that'll never happen, but uh, enjoy. <laughs> we can eat it live on the air, right into the microphone. That's right. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Chris. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Talk to you next week. Uh, Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star. Let's get to break uh, and come back with Wingman. It's what's the hook Wednesday. Uh, I read a song in a, with a country accent. That's basically what it's become. <laughs> That's right. And I think I'm going to try it again, even as stupid as it's been. Uh, and we may not even play the song. I, I don't even know if we have the song ready to go. Uh, but we'll do Wingman. You'll have Nick here. You'll have Rico uh, to help you guess what the hook is, what the lyrics are. Uh, and so you can win. Chickens, we'll do it coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long, wherever you are, this is Tom and Bob. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.